Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Team of our lives, the only and best northeast based football podcast with more albums than Gigi Wijnaldum. We like to stick like Hansi Flick and we clip Panini like Roberto Mancini. Uh, joining me as ever is documentary filmmaker and Portsmouth fan, Mr. Harry Hansford. How are we? I'm good, sir. How are you? Excellent stuff, as always. Uh, today is a special episode in which we will be celebrating the world of Panini and football stickers. And to guide us through the world of Panini, we have managed to sign on a loan, arguably the UK's leading expert on football stickers, collectibles and Panini itself, the author of Stuck On You, The Rise and Fall of Panini and Panini Sticker, the official celebration. Please welcome to the podcast, football writer, sports journalist and author, Mr. Greg Lansdowne. How are we, sir? Yeah, yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me on. For the promotion of the book, I've done... Uh, quite a lot of themed uh, podcasts and interviews around the 80s and the 90s, but uh, haven't quite got up to the noughties in terms of, in terms of nostalgia yet. So um, this is going to be something a, le- a little bit different. Um, I, my memory is just about good enough. I, I actually probably remember the 80s and the 90s better, better than the noughties. Um, I don't, I don't know why that's the reflection of what I was doing at the time, but um, but more, or maybe it was, I remember football more fondly in it. But uh, anyway, we'll chat, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that as we go along. Excellent, excellent stuff. Yeah. I think it's probably why we decided to do a Norsey's based football podcast as well. I think that's what sticks in our mind. So I had no idea what happens at the weekend, let alone, you know, but you talked to me about December, 2006. I've got those goals of the month kind of locked in. Um, so yeah, great stuff. And I've got, I will say, since you mentioned it already, that book is sensational. Um, the particular one, Football Stickers, the official celebration, um, is an amazing nostalgic journey through time. If you're a football fan or a fan of any decade of football, really, um, it really does put it all in one piece nicely. And I should thank you very much, really, because I'm not sure how much you know about TikTok. Um whether you're on TikTok, um, or? I have got uh, I have got TikTok channel, but uh, or what, what, whatever you call it on TikTok. But I've, I've only posted two videos, and I think I've got about ten views on it. So um, that's my that, that's my TikTok experience in terms of uh, in terms of posting. But I do um, try to keep up to date. That Panini are on there, uh, so wherever Panini are, I have to follow them. So. Oh, excellent. I'm going to have to start tagging them in. Well, long story short, Greg, I've started doing pack openings of like vintage packs on TikTok. And within 48 hours, I've got over a million views. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, obviously, having, having written a book about the 60 years, um, I, I'm aware of uh, the nostalgia and, and exactly how how it, it still is, is as popular as it was 60 years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. It, it has gone through phases. Um, 
obviously, if you look at the 2000s in terms of Panini, especially the first half of that, that decade, uh, wasn't a great time for them, certainly as, as regards to the, to the UK. Uh, Merlin, since then, owned by Tops, were doing, doing the sticker album. Uh, even the 2002 World Cup album and Euro 2004 weren't great. But you, uh, the 2006 Germany World Cup final, uh, World Cup finals uh, tournament album was actually where, where it turned for them. Uh, a lot of people got back into it for nostalgia purposes, uh, and and they've never looked. At it. And because it was hosted in a a football hotbed, whereas the 2002 were obviously emerging countries when it when it came to football. So this, this was the one that got got them back into it. So so Panini certainly have a lot to thank the 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 noughties for. Lovely stuff. That's good. That's good to hear. And you'll be pleased to know your book was in the background of all those videos as well. So hopefully it's got a your, your selling numbers have gone up. Um, Subliminally, people. Will be yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to chuck me some commission, you're more than welcome. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, I'm, joking, I'm joking, of course. Um, so we normally start the podcast with the same couple of questions. So, uh, Greg, would you like to tell us who your favourite uh, Naughties footballer was? Uh, well, yeah, because I think um, he, he's probably a player who certainly did more because he was very young. Uh, for much much of the of the noughties, did did more the following decade, but um, because uh, Arsenal, I'm an Arsenal supporter, and, and they seemed they had two phases in the in the noughties. So the first half was was great, and the second half comparatively wasn't great. But if you now look at the fact that everybody thinks fourth place is a trophy now, uh, the the second half of the noughties was actually good as well. So if 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 we if Arsenal supporters would known uh, now that uh, that everybody thinks finishing fourth is great, then we wouldn't we wouldn't have stood for Arsenal Wenger being ridiculed for uh, for for saying how how great the uh, how great that position was. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick someone who uh, burst onto the scene in the middle of that decade, and then for the second half of that that decade, he was the uh, as some of the players who who who'd been responsible for the success of the 90s and the first half of the noughties uh, left or were, were getting on a bit. He was the one who uh, who really uh, carried it on and, and gave us a bit of hope and um, and just was the, the most exciting player at the club. And, and and you always need someone. And when it's a youngster as well, I think that makes, a, that makes something as well. So if people haven't guessed, it was Cesc Fabregas. Um, so we were very lucky to, to have had him uh, from from such a young age, and it's very rare when when somebody bursts onto the scene in the in the Premier League uh, at at sixteen is a regular player at, at seventeen, and is a regular player for a team who's finishing second and third and fourth. Not not a not a, not a team at the in the bottom half or or midway. He's, and he's playing in the Champions League every year as well, so he's not getting any rest. To do that, that there aren't many players. Um, since then, who've, 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 who've done that. Uh, Jack Wilshere looked like he, he might do it at Arsenal, uh, but unfortunately injuries got, got, got hold of him. So, so to, to not only be doing it at such a young age and to also really get injured, I think, uh, as, as I say, I, there aren't, apart from Wayne Rooney, I can't think of anyone else at, at that level who was, who, was, uh, who, who, was, who was doing it week in, week out for a club that, that was competing for the major honours. So for that reason, uh, he, he was my man. And uh, some Arsenal supporters don't forgive him for the way he left, but I, I think mm. you have to move on from that and uh, remember the, the, the good times. And, and he still uh, thinks fondly of Arsenal, so I still think fondly of him. Uh, great answer, great answer. I think that's the first time we might have had Fabregas. To be fair, if, if memory serves me right, he didn't. He he went to watch a Barcelona game, and they all tried putting the Barcelona top on him at some sort of press conference. Yeah, and then I think he actually after they'd won the the World Cup. Ah, uh, okay. After they won the World uh, Cup, I think it was I think it was Pepe Reina, um, and a couple of Barcelona players. Uh, yeah, put the shirt. He, he didn't. He didn't pick up the shirt. And put it on on him, so it, it wasn't really his thought, and it, he didn't actually leave that year. He left the year after. I was going to say, yeah. That. So um, it, it, in the end, like 
like a lot of other players since then, not not just at Arsenal. So sometimes it's best if you want to go that you should best you should go. Um, as we've seen with with, with a, a, a Bamiyang, in, in hindsight, it would have been best if he'd not signed his contract um, and moved on. Um, and and the, the same with, uh, with with Fabregas, he he wasn't at his best in in his last year. So, uh, but as I say, our best, best for me, that's water under the bridge. It isn't for some Arsenal supporters. But, <laughs> There's 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 many more hate figures uh, than, than 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 him I think who we can uh, vent our wrath at. <laughs> Absolutely, um, great answer. And on to our next question uh, before we move on to stickers, uh, who do you think is the most underrated player of the noughties? Yeah, well, when um, when he arrived at Arsenal, this this player was uh, had just won the World Cup, um, and for the first year. I would have, or certainly the first six months, I would have said he was one of the most overrated players that, that I'd seen. Um, but as time went on, uh, as happens with, with quite a few people, we saw it in the in the 90s at Arsenal with Bergkamp and, and Petit and people like that, it ta- and Pires, it takes a bit of time to uh, get used to the, the Premier League, even if you're a World Cup winner. Um, so Gilberto Silva... When when you're playing with people like Perez and, and Bergkamp and Omri and Vieira, it's very easy to be uh, to be overshadowed. Um, but as has been seen in the last ten to fifteen years, you need players like like that that uh, that do the dirty work, that uh, sit in front of the defence and make it a bit easier for the defence as well, that they don't get exposed. And and every title winning team since. Arsenal won the league, has had, by and large, pe- people like that. And that's one of the reasons why Arsenal haven't uh, competed for the title since then, because they haven't had a Gilberto Silva. And when when you've got Gilberto Silva and Patrick Vieira in front of your defence, it's not a surprise that it was quite difficult to uh, break, break down that Arsenal team. And uh, consequently, when they both went... I would imagine the opposition were, were quite pleased that, uh, that 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 Arsene Wenger decided he was just going to get um, five foot five players uh, who were good <laughs> on the ball but couldn't defend. It's uh, it, let's just say it, it made it a lot easier, certainly for Sir Alex Ferguson, a manager like that. <laughs> great answer, absolutely, definitely underrated. When you talk, think about great Arsenal side, particularly the Invincibles. Gilberto Silva is one of the players that's never really mentioned. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said him. He definitely deserves his. Uh, is praise, but we're here. We're here to talk about Panini and um, football stickers in general. I'm interested to know, Greg, and me and Harry will have our say on it as well. Where did it start for you? Where did this fascination begin? Did you have a first album? Where where did, where did it start? Well, it certainly started long before the the noughties. Uh, <laughs> football '79 was my my okay. first album. So at that time, uh, Panini had, had just got the the license to produce the at that time, Football League, First Division and uh, Scottish Premier Division album. Football 78 was their first one doing doing that combined album. And they went all the way through to Football 93, which was obviously the first year of the Premier League, but um, it wasn't an official Premier League album. So at the, at the time of Football 79, that was uh, they were coming towards their, their peak. Uh, in terms of the, the UK, the, the, the 80s is a, a real golden era for, for Panini when it, when it comes to the UK because they had uh, the rights to produce the album. There were some other albums that came out, nothing compared to that. And as a result, they sold 100 million packets every, every, every year for every album. Wow. Um, there... That, the uh, the, the 20, Brazil 2014 album was was the first time they they did that again in the UK since since the the uh, 80s. Um, main a large largely due to people from the 80s get getting the, the nostalgia kick. But um, so for, throughout the 80s, I was um, hugely into it. When I left uh, school. Um, it, it wasn't, unlike now, it wasn't the type of thing that people at university do. It's a bit of a, a cultish thing, geeky, nerdy, but but still relatively cool thing for people at university to do now and has been probably since since, since the mid-noughties. Yeah. When I went to university in the 90s, nobody. <laughs> if I'd said, oh, do you want to swap the uh, USA 94, I wouldn't have 
I'd have been laughed at university and couldn't have found anyone to do it. It just wasn't something that the adults did. Um, as, as it happens, it was the noughties that probably, although I always took an interest um, after leaving school, I, the first album I then did again to reignite my interest was the Euro 2000 album. Um, and that is, uh, that's become a bit of a, a, a cult album in itself because uh, some, of the, some of the England team are particularly hard to get. Uh, Michael Owen and um, Rio Ferdinand, but also Ray Parler. Um, it, it's not entirely clear why these these three are particularly hard to get, but but they are. And if you went on eBay then and looked for those ones, uh, compared to most of the other stickers in, in that album, uh, you you would have to pay pay a lot more for them. And, wow. and it was also the time of uh, the, the first Champions League albums that Panini did. So I also, I, I was working for, uh, as, a, as a football journalist for um, some dot-com uh, boom sites, so like Sportal and then Umbro.com, which at the time, they neither exist now, but they were massive at the time. Sportal had the official Euro 2000 uh, website and they bought the... Um, they bought the rights to do the first ever website for teams like Juventus and um, Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Real Madrid. And um, uh, the, where it all went wrong for, for Sports Hall was that they decided they were going to sponsor Juventus's shirts in the Champions League. And, oh, OK. And you'll find that in, uh, I think it was the 2000-2001 season. And, and, and Juventus had been an excellent team in the 90s. And as it happened, the season that they decided to sponsor the, the Champions League shirts for the Juventus, they got knocked out in the group stage and it ended up being a disaster for, uh, for Sportal. And uh, they, they collapsed uh, within a few months of uh, Juventus going out. So just, just to show how these things, it seems like at that time, it seemed like companies were, were going well and then all of a sudden they weren't. And it, mm -hmm. it, the same thing happened. To, it's a tangent, but it's still related to Norty's football, that when I then moved to Umbro, who, uh, who did their, their uh, umbro.com website, they were also, at that time, uh, a, a massive site. They bought onefootball.com, which was, uh, for people who were following football at the time, was, was, a, was one of the biggest um, websites in, in covering global football. Uh, and it was the only one that, that covered in-depth European and world football and it had people like Jonathan Wilson working for it and Marcus Christensen and many other people who had gone on to big things. Um, so and the, the, they had the England kit at the time, Manchester United kit, so going really well. And then they decided to get into this um, insurance deal with Leeds United. Right. Um, and again, within months, uh, we all went for lunch, came back and then uh, we're told you, you've got two hours to, to clear your stuff. Uh, the, the, the company's gone bust. Whoa, so, and that, was, that was 2002. So it was quite oh, uh, no way. In, interesting time. It was interesting times for Leeds anyway during that, yeah, that time. It was. And, uh, in a couple of years, they'd, um, they, they, they'd been relegated anyway. But certainly the writing was on the wall for them with, with, with the money at that point. And we got a bit of an early insight into that. Lovely stuff. Um, funny you should mention the Euro 2000. I've actually managed to get hold of a few sealed packets uh, off eBay. So I've got those arriving. They're, they're not. They're not easy to get. You have to pay a bit. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Harry, quickly on to you. Um, what, yeah. what was your What was your first album? Uh, so I was thinking about this, and I imagine my first album probably wasn't Panini. It's was probably Merlin, because obviously being a Portsmouth fan. Premier League 2003, 2004, that would have been the first chance I would have really been able to get like stickers with Portsmouth players, you know. Um, so I imagine that was probably like, my first album. I was really, I'm sure I probably had a couple before that, but my dad was more interested in than I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that's when I really, truly got into it. And I, I remember particularly one time getting a shiny like Patrick Berger and that just being like the best thing ever in my life, like in the Pompey kit with a TY. Like, yeah, that classic. Being like, yeah, that just being my favourite. I don't. I think I just. I don't know why. I, I had a thing about Patrick Berger anyway. He was like my favourite Pompey player at that time. They to get him and it'd be shiny. It was just like incredible. That that I think that probably was my beginning. And then uh, probably going on from that, I was probably more into like getting 
getting FIFA around for World Cup and for Euros and getting those stickers because then like, it wasn't just you and a few people doing it. It was everyone was doing it around those tournaments as a kid, wasn't it? So Absolutely. I remember. So my, my first album that I completed was 1998. Um, which is weird because the, the shiny and like the holographic stickers have, were kind of textured as well. So that was, I think that was, that would be Merlin as well. Yeah. Um, but I completed that one. You'd be horrified to know, Greg, that as a, as a child, I, I drew all over it. So I remember giving Dennis Burke a moustache. We all did that. My, oh, it was my, awful. My, uh, my, my first album, Football 79, the cover uh, has, has come off. There's loads of tape. It, it should, should have been thrown in the bin decades ago. But because it's so special <laughs> to me and because I only got I've got one short of finishing it. It's one of my treasured possessions, but I'd imagine anyone looking at it would think, why on earth is that still in your house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same with my 98 one. The cover's ripped off and, uh, yeah, it, it's seen better days. Um, yeah, absolutely. But one sticks out to me, and you kind of touched upon it a minute ago, Greg, was saying the licensing with England. I'm, I'm not sure if it was Merlin or Panini or some other rogue company. I think it was 2002. England released a, I remember it being bright blue, a bright blue just England manual for the kind of 2002 World Cup potentially. And I completed that as well. Yeah, well, um, Panini actually lost the the rights to have to use the England branding um, on on their stickers from the France 98 album. Uh-huh. And, and they didn't get it, and they lost it to Merlin, and they didn't get it back until the Euro 2016 album. So every Panini album from France 98 to uh, 2014 Brazil, you will see England heads uh, just superimposed onto blank white shirts. Uh, so England, uh, so Panini had the license to do pretty much every other nation in their authentic shirts apart from England whereas Merlin then taken over by Tops had the had the rights to England but the rights to nobody else <laughs> yeah so, so they would produce uh, England specific albums with with loads and loads of England stickers and then they'd also put in stickers of the other nations but it, it so it would be inverted and all of those players would just be heads uh, superimposed onto blank orange shirts or yellow shirts or, or blue shirts so most people would still buy the the panini album rather than the the merlin tops one but uh, there was always this uh, niggling uh doubt about its authenticity because of the england uh mm. shirts and it, it just didn't look right it, the um they, they they couldn't even use a team group sticker so they, they would have floating heads on the on the team group sticker as, as well and it just uh, that it you know, it, it was still Panini. It was still a great album, but that that was the that 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 uh, that sport every single album to to a, to an extent. Absolutely, yeah, it was quite bizarre, I guess. So um, yeah, you do touch on that in your book as well. So um, yeah, um, Harry, you mentioned Patrick Berg was your favourite player. I think my favourite sticker at the time was probably Ryan Giggs, the shiny one on the third page of the '98 album. Greg, do you have a favourite sticker? One that stands out. Uh, I, I have a, I have many favourite stickers because, and most of them are not Panini, but mainly because they're really bad. So <laughs> they are bad, uh, superimposed heads onto bodies, uh, or the kits have been painted on. It, it changes uh, probably from from interview to interview when when people ask me. But um, I, I would anyone who's not seen it, I would urge you to look at the Steve Archibald. Um, Daily Star uh, um, top teams 8081 uh, Tottenham sticker. It, it, it is on Google, uh, and his uh, it, it's a massive body, and then it's a, a tiny head. And, and you think if, if you're going to superimpose something, can you at least make it a little bit a little bit more more realistic? It's a, it is that there there are many stickers that look ridiculous, but this really kicks it up a notch. <laughs> the days before Photoshop, they tried anything to... Absolutely, no worries. Um, so obviously, our, I think our favourite time period for for stickers is probably the noughties, I think I'm right saying, Harry. Um, yeah. did, Greg, you mentioned your kind of first album, 79, 80, 81. You touch a lot in your book on kind of the early stickers of the 80s as well when Panini was in full force. Would I be right in saying that was your favourite time period for stickers or the comeback or resurgence of Panini kind of 
had uh, changed your mind a bit? I think, I mean, your favourite era is, era is the noughties because that's when you grew up. So my favourite was the 80s because that, that's when I grew up. But I've also got, um, and because as I say, it, it wasn't an adult pastime collecting in the 90s and even most of the noughties. So collecting wasn't, uh, wasn't an option to me. Uh, up until relatively recently when loads of adults are, are getting back into it. But I, I've certainly, um, in terms of collecting and football, um, I've got very fond memories of the 80s because it's my first decade. Uh, the, the 90s, I was at, at university and college and uh, actually worked at the Leicester Football Research Centre for a couple of years as well. So just, just researching football. So that, that's all great times. And then the noughties, I, I'd, I'd started to be a football writer, um, got some, got to see some privileged positions and even did a voiceover for a Chelsea kit launch. I'm not a Chelsea fan, but <laughs> they, they were desperate at the time. Uh, and, and just got into all sorts of, I went to La Manga and interviewed Goose Hiddink before the uh, 2002 World Cup uh, when South Korea were on a, a trip that nobody knew about and we just stumbled upon him and it just so that that that's that was a very fond time time for me as well so every every decade is uh, has bring back good memories and, and good good collecting memories as well because the, the noughties it did reignite me getting back into it Euro 2000 the early Champions League um, st sticker album so um, so yeah every every decade has uh, has has good times. Absolutely well, yeah, and uh, yeah, excellent stuff. And uh, yeah, no, just as you kind of reiterate in your book, it's the way I like it's laid out because you kind of go through decade by decade, tournament by tournament, so it's quite easy to follow in that in that yeah. sense. So it's um, yeah, well formatted in that sense. Um, yeah, let's. I, I think it's a type of book that people will uh, they'll they'll probably dip into it and then go to their favourite tournament, their their favourite. Uh, favorite period first, and then then they maybe discover it. Especially, I mean, for some for people like you, you, you two, you won't remember the eighties. You only remember the nineties. So it's it's a bit bit of a history lesson, uh, hopefully as well. A hundred hundred percent, and that's what that's why we started to do this podcast. Is kind of we do touch a lot on football history, and talk about players like during wartime and stuff. So it's um yeah, it's, it's quite interesting uh, reading these materials and having guests like yourself on. Um, I wanted to talk about, a little bit about I feel, the. I, I didn't, didn't realise I feel this old, or feel old quite quite. I, I don't feel old, but uh, with a, with a lot of the uh, podcasts that I've done, most of the people are uh, considerably younger than me, so I, I have to accept that I, I clearly am old now. So. <laughs> <laughs> not not old, just experience. I think there's a difference. Yes. There we go. Sure. Immature. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to go on to the uh, football sticker market and kind of Panini as it's as it's as I think you've kind of alluded to. There's been a resurgence recently. Um, I heard you on Talk Sport the other day um, talking about a certain Ronaldo sticker from Euro 2004, how that sold for sixty thousand pounds. You mentioned in your book Maradona sticker that's from eighty six World Cup sold for no, around seventy eight. Seventy eight. Seventy so it's the Italian domestic album, uh, and they, they had a, a world stars section, and he he was just coming onto the scene, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it sold for five hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. So uh, goodness, Jesus, that's unfathomable. And I saw um, I don't know if it's a, I've no idea the authenticity of this, but I saw a Pele card, uh, a rookie card, went for one point three million dollars as well. I'm not sure where where that came from. Uh, or if it's, last week, I think it was. was the last week was it Panini? Or was it is? No, no, it was, it was some no, sort of... no Panini at the time. So it was a it was actually um, a Swedish card. Okay, They're released for the for the 1958 World Cup. Um, that which was when he he made his name, and um, they 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 produced some cards around that tournament and. Um, yeah, that that one is uh, is more than a million dollars, and uh, I, I I think it's it, it's the Americans who are driving the, uh, the 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 sports cards market and the as they call it soccer cards. So every, all, all of these big big uh, sales, the the Ronaldo sticker that I I went on Talk Sport to talk about, they're all at American auctions. Okay. They're they're all European cards and stickers. 
but um, but they are all all done at American auctions because they're the that's the place that has these type of auctions. I mean, it, two two years ago, in terms of UK and Europe, a a sticker shop had never existed. What, what one of those has now exists it's existed and since closed. But I think it might be starting <laughs> up again. Um, there'd never been a card show. Some a, a show just devoted to sports cards, but there, there were some memorabilia fairs that had stalls, had tables with cards and stickers, but you they'd never been a card show with just cards and stickers. Now there's uh one every couple of months, and and it, it'll probably next year there'd probably be one every month or several every month. Uh, but it, and and it really it was the Americans who started this off because during the first lockdown they started buying up lots of our old cards and stickers um they were they were bored so they 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 had all their baseball and nfl and basketball cards and stickers so they thought all right where next so they they started buying up all our cards and realizing they're really cheap and and they were i mean uh, for instance uh, david beckham's first merlin sticker from 96 a couple of years ago you could have got that for 2 pounds easily now you'd have to pay 100 pounds and if it's in top condition, you're looking at four four figures. It's crazy, nasty stuff. I'm, I'm not sure if you're too aware. And that's just uh, and that's from '96. So as you can imagine, the cards from 1958 and the '60s and but they're but again they're all cards. You, you look at the prices two years ago compared to now. It's just it's just ludicrous. Ludicrous. I'm not sure if you're too aware of the Pokemon cards kind of um, resurgence that came about a couple of yeah, years ago. Well, my son collects those. Yeah, uh, my young son, and I'm I'm aware of their four pounder packet. Uh, yeah, so, so the, when they they first came about in the late nineties, so me and Harry used to collect them as well. And those single, some of those single cars from the late nineties, massive YouTubers are buying them up, and they're selling for hundreds of thousands, if not yeah. millions, as well. Um, do you think these football stickers will kind of go the same trajectory? Is they going to continue to rise, or is it one of these markets that is a bit like kind of Bitcoin or something? It kind of stops, starts, grows, loses interest, gains interest. Oh, I don't think it's like Bitcoin because I mean, obviously, football has been popular for um, well, well over a hundred years, and um, it, even if the, the sports cars and stickers market takes a dip, football will always come back. Yeah, but. I think I think we're at a very early stage in terms of football cards and, and stickers over here in the in the UK and, and Europe. In in, in America, um, sports cards have been massive for, in terms of shows, and uh, they they've even got their own sports cards magazines for, for the last forty years. They've got um, I, th- I I probably there's about. 100, 150 sports card shops in America now, maybe a few more. But uh, at their peak in the 90s, there were hundreds of them. Um, Just, just, I mean, but just the fact that there's probably 150 still, still going, and I I, I might be conservative on on that estimate, just shows that it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's it's an accepted pastime in 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 America for grown-ups. It. For, for decades, it's been about the just as much, if not more, about the investment and the value. Whereas it's only recently that uh, people are now looking back at their old, old stickers and cars and thinking, I've got to put this in a plastic sleeve and I've got to get it graded and uh, see how much this is going to be worth because it could be worth lots. And, and as I say, most people, we, we just put all our old doubles in, in tubs and didn't mm. think about it because it might be used as currency to swap with someone to finish an album, but that was it. Yeah. But now, now there are certain cards and stickers that, that you can't swap one for one because you know that that person doesn't want to, to get that sticker or card for their collection, but they want to sell it on. So you, you have to be clued up because otherwise it's very possible for you to be giving away stickers that are worth hundreds of pounds and, and have, have no idea about it. So I think, so you, you have to clue, clue yourself up now, otherwise you're, you're, you've potentially thrown away hundreds, if not thousands of pounds. And that, as I say, it, it, it's, it's alien to us in, in, in the UK. 
it, it was it was always just about completing an album, peeling the back of the sticker off and put it in an album. Now, people collect, for instance, the Premier League at current album, but they don't stick a sticker in the album. They they keep every single sticker loose and put them all in plastic sleeves and mm. it just you know, it's a with, with the potential that maybe one day it might be worth a lot of money and it probably won't be because everybody's doing it now whereas 20 yeah, years ago sure. they weren't so that's where the it's, it's it's when people weren't doing it so if, if you did it 20 years ago then well done yeah fair enough it's, it's a very good point to be fair um, which is why i'm kind of buying sealed stickers at the moment for the hope of finding something half decent to be fair with that in mind if you were i don't know maybe one of us or someone that wanted to get into collecting kind of rare stickers or the football ideology or football history what kind of stuff would be you'd be looking to invest in now you touch on the book a little bit i guess when you talk about rookie cards and you kind of, from what I've learned reading a book for one and my research online is that you want to choose uh, a tournament or a, a Panini album where it might have been Messi's first tournament, for example, or maybe their last or whatever it might have been. Would, would I be right in saying that? Yeah, it's, 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 and again, this comes from American collecting. It's, uh, it's all about the, 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 the rookie, the first sticker. Uh, or card, and there's there's always a, a bit of debate about uh, which one is is the first. And I I tend to find because uh, it's if you're going back historically, it's not always easy to find out the exact release dates of particular stickers and albums. And, and I, I, some, sometimes I, I feel um, a, a duty uh, because I do have a bit more knowledge that I'll, I'll go online. And I'll see these cards and stickers being sold as rookies, when sometimes they're their second or third year. There's a there's a David Beckham one that that was sold as a rookie for many years. I think people are still buying it and selling it as a rookie, and it's uh, it's four years after his his first sticker came out. Uh, but people in America were paying hundreds of pounds for it. Whereas uh, he's had he, he had loads of stickers and cards before that one, and 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 some and obviously in America, they tend to believe what they see because they weren't collecting soccer cards in the nineties, and in fact most of them weren't even collecting soccer cards two two years ago, so they're they're having to catch up, and sometimes they're being they're being caught out, so so yeah definitely, it's the it's the rookies, but it's also about um, making sure you've got the right ones. Uh, I, people are even now um, having rookie team group stickers. So, but people are just creating these markets. Mm. So, and so particularly if if a team group, if a player was in a team group sticker before his first individual one, then that that's worth a bit. It's not as much as his first individual. But for instance, Paul Gascoigne, his first individual Panini sticker was Football '87, but he was in the Newcastle team group for Football '86. So. If you go on eBay now, you will struggle to find the Newcastle Football 86 team group for that, for that, that reason. Um, it, it's by and large, most people are in an, on an individual sticker before a team group. But uh, it just seems to be people are... If, if you've got a sticker, then people are keen to build that sticker up as one that you must, you must have. And, uh, and, and so do your research... Rookies are key, and there are a, a finite amount of players where you don't have to be a rookie. So, for instance, Pele, mm. even 10, 20 years after his, his 78, uh, his 58 card, those cards in good, good condition will still go for a lot of money. Diego Maradona's um, certainly Italian 90, uh, even though it's his third World Cup, that's still hundreds of pounds in, in good good condition. And there's there's loads of Maradona's before Italia ninety. So, but those you're talking about exceptional players there. There aren't there aren't many of those where a sticker twelve years after after his first one came out will, will fetch hundreds of pounds. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think you're spot on the money there. Definitely do your research as well. I've been looking all week ever since the TikToks kind of blown off and I've got all these people asking me questions and I'm just can't really can't really cope with them. Um so hopefully this podcast will help. This is what I'm trying to trying to trying to do. 
Um, just on a bit of a side tangent, I'm not sure, I suppose the Panini stickers of the modern day are FIFA Ultimate Team packs, which yeah. I don't know how much you know about. Very controversial because yeah. kids are spending mummy and daddy's credit card money and you can't, they're not physical, they're yeah. online. It's kind of almost gambling in a way. I'm just like to know your stance on that as a, as a purist like ourselves. And, you know, we like having physical copies of things. Um, is it something that you think should stop? Well, the, the FIFA won't, won't say, and uh, and even won't say it should stop. And, and even if they did, you've got uh, you've now got NFTs, um, and and Panini and Tops are, are getting involved in that. So uh, if 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 they say it's it's a case of this is what the kids want. Um, when you grew up, and there was their only physical stickers and cards, that's what most of most of us from the eighties and nineties. Are, are still into because that's what we, we grew up with but younger generations they uh, they live with their phones that's that, that that is one of the most important if not the most important thing in their life so if their card collection exists on their phone they're, they're more than happy with that they can show their phone around to people and say look I've got a one and one of one Ronaldo NFT it's worth lots and lots of, of money, and um, this is how it how it goes. I mean, I, I did some a, another company that's actually been investigated um, for for the way they're going about it. Um, it's a, a, a fantasy football league combined with NS, NFTs, uh, French companies, so so rare. Um, they're, they're actually one of the, the four companies up, up for doing the first ever Premier League NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're under investigation as well um, for being seen as a, as a form of gambling in, in buying their NFTs. But um, they're, 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 they're massively popular there's no way they're going to go away. This 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 Premier League NFT deal is uh, is worth four hundred million pounds. Wow. There's four major companies up up for it. The Premier League are not going to throw away that money. Um, so no, it's not it's not going to go away. Uh, but also the physical cards and stickers are, are not going to go away when when you see the first ever million dollar card um, existed uh, now, now now exists. So there's there's room for both of them because you've got the older people into one and you've got the younger people into the other. Very, very interesting as well. I think FIFA did actually say they're not going to release another, you know, have, have their games come out every year. I think they have said something, or EA, sorry, has said something along the lines that they're just going to have like online updates now as well, yeah. uh, where you can only play online. So it does, yeah, it's uh, definitely the way of the future it seems to be going that way anyway. Um, so my favourite player of all time, to go in a different direction, is Ronaldinho. He's got a small section dedicated to him in, in your book because uh, he's quite difficult to get hold of. Um, in, I believe he came out in the 2006 Panini World Cup album, but not the 2002 one. Um, I'd, I'd have to go back on the book, but I think one of them, uh, the, I think his first World Cup appearance is in, uh, is, is in a, a Brazilian only uh, release. I think I think that was two thousand and two. So, uh, so he's not in the uh, he's not in the conventional album, but uh, they they changed some of the players in the Brazilian release, and he's in that. Excellent. Yeah, fair enough. And then in the twenty ten World Cup, he didn't actually make the squad, but I believe there is a sticker of him. Um, yeah. But yeah, find find it finding it hard to get hold. There's quite a few instances of that where, especially uh, big name player, I, I I could be wrong, but I don't. Did did Wayne Rooney make the twenty fourteen? World Cup. He's, he's, um, he's in the Panini album, but I'm, I'm not sure he made the. I don't think he made the World Cup. I think Ashley Cole's in that album as well. I don't think he made it. So there's uh, there's there's lots of uh, there's lots, especially with the the big the big name players. They tend they tend to stick them in and uh, pardon the pun, even if they're not there because people, people <laughs> want them. Absolutely, yeah, great stuff indeed, and. If I was going to give you some money now to invest in any kind of time period from the noughties, or what, what kind of sticker would you be looking at? Like a Ronaldinho, a Zidane, a Ronaldo, a Messi? Or... 
from just just from the noughties. Just from the noughties, yeah. It would be it would be the early uh, Champions League albums. Uh, that's when it all it all kicked off. Um, there's obviously some some big names in in there. Um, one of uh, one of Lionel Messi's early stickers was in uh, was was in a, a Champions League album, and um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's just great great names in the uh, in in the early ones from the from the early early two thousands. Um, look at you, just go through the teams, and they're like uh, Hall of Fame teams. Um, and and Arsenal are in it as well, so uh, <laughs> seems a while ago. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it would be a bit of a miss of us with having such a Panini expert on. I've got some Merlin and Panini stickers here, which I've quickly put into plastic frames with the hope one day they might be worth something. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I was hoping maybe you can just give us a very quick fire. Just a rating out of five for each one, because I think some of them are quite impressive. And these have all been revealed brand new uh, within the last week. Um, so first up, we've got to just rate them out of five, if you will. Gilberto Silva from 2006. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's a Merlin one, that one. That is a Merlin one. This was, I think, did they disband in 2007, I believe? Um, well, Around then? Uh, tops... Tops um, bought Merlin in 1995, but and then they then they changed the uh, the album to to Tops Premier League, uh. and then they brought the uh, the Merlin branding back uh, towards the end of their of their their reign to try and make it a bit of a nostalgia kick. Uh, didn't quite work, but even now they, they now they don't have the the Premier League. They, they're actually producing cards with uh, with designs from the old Merlin. Sticker albums uh, with, with so uh, so there is, as time goes on, there there is going to be a uh, a, a Merlin nostalgia kick for for the old Premier League albums, just just as there has been for the old Panini albums. Fair enough. And Gilbert Silver out of five, what would you give it? Uh, the, the the sticker or the player? <laughs> Whichever way you want to judge it, I think I'll, we're, give, it, we're I'll give it. I'll give it a five out of five. Give it a five. Five out of five. One of my favourite players. How can I? Uh, how can I not? And how funny would this be? Who's that guy there, Mr. Fabregas? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's. How can I? How can I not give him a five? It was it was nice the uh, when they used to put the autographs on there as well. So yes, uh, yeah. So, especially these days when you're trying to when there's a lot of counterfeiting, uh, in it, we've signed um, photos and shirts. It's quite useful to have all those uh, autographed uh, albums. Uh, to 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 check or and some some players actually change their autographs anyway. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So next up from this this is a proper panini. This is from two thousand six. This is Roberto Carlos. Oh, yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, we remember. Uh, I, I, well, because uh, I, my um, my my wife is French, so uh, so she'll remember the, uh, the 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 Brazilians from from two thousand six. Well, for, uh, for 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 France beating them, so. Uh, so yeah, I'll give I'll give him a four. Four. That was his last World Cup as well. Um, st- carrying on with the 2006 World Cup, someone who won it is Andrea Perlo. Oh yeah, well he's got he's got over five, hasn't he? He's got over five. Um, good condition for his, sticker for, as well. For his for his hair. For yeah, his head, head and shoulders, <laughs> if nothing else. Now here here are the two ones I think might be worth something in the future potentially. This is from uh, 2007 eight season. Uh, the year he won the Ballon d'Or, the Champions League top goal scorer, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah, again, um, he's. I think he's one of those players who, even though that's not one of his first ones, if you've got as you've just opened it, it's in it's in top condition. So I think yes, that's that's definitely one you should uh, hold on to. And as you say, it was a. It was a particularly special season for it. So yeah, in terms of uh, saleability, that's a that's a five out of five for for the ones that you show me by by distance. And then the final one, I literally pulled out of a packet yesterday. It's from two thousand and two, so twenty years old. It's a very nice David Beckham holographic. Oh yeah, again, um, he's he's another one, especially as he's got a, a documentary coming out. Um, even though it's not uh, one of his early ones, uh, top top condition, shiny. Americans like the, uh, the the 
the, the nicer designs are obviously our stickers from the 80s and 90s and, and noughties are quite generic head and shoulders, whereas the Americans have been used to flashier designs for, for, for much longer. So they, they would take to that. So, so yeah, if you, you put that on the American market, then you then that's a definite five out of five. So I'm going to send them to a PSA and get them graded and see what happens. But yeah, there you go. That's the, the, the problem at the moment is um, they cost so much to grade. Yes. So, yeah. so if you, if you if you sent it to PSA, for example, and uh, wanted it back quickly, um, you're probably looking at over a hundred pounds. Um, and uh, so you you would you'd you'd end up losing out. Um, there there are there's there's actually uh, a company in England to, who grades, um, and and obviously it's they're not as established at the moment, but hopefully for UK and European collectors, they will become more accepted and then you won't have to see I'm, I'm always a bit uneasy about sending all my cards and stickers all the way over to america yeah uh, so to, to to i i would i would struggle with that especially when potentially you're not going to get them back for some some people have sent their cards off two years ago and are still waiting for them. wow easy yeah there was a uk company called graded gem yeah who used to send off stuff to PSA for people in England and they were they had a backlog at PSA, they had a backlog and they ended up having they're not a company anymore. Yeah. And they did recently done all the Pokemon cards and things. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think the best 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 bet is maybe get it graded over here if you can. Um so it's at this point of the podcast we normally play a game called Deal or No Deal, but since we've got you here, Greg, what I thought we'd do instead is I've got three packs here of sealed they are 2007 Merlin stickers. Not the rarest ones you'll find, but what I wanted to do is me, you and Harry, we're going to open the pack. And what we want to find is the best player. So either a top goal scorer, someone who's recognised as a top goal scorer. Okay. So what we'll do, we'll open one for Harry first. And get that authentic seal of approval. There yeah. we go. Brings me right back to uh, 1999. Not sure what players were around in this season. 06, 07. What were you thinking? You get a Thierry Henry, was he still up? Yeah, Thierry Henry still, still there. Oh, hello. I'll tell you what. It's a good start. It's a good start for you, Harry. Um, so the first sticker is one of the bigger ones you get. It's the Premier League trophy. Oh, wow. There you that's, go. That, that's normally number... This is number two. So that would have been the second one. Not, what, number one, usually the chairman, wasn't it? I don't know. That I not what they used to do. Um, you've also got Steve Finnan, Liverpool. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. We don't say best player, so I don't think the trophy is going to be <laughs> doing yeah, you any favours. Uh, I don't know if you remember this Blackburn player, Nonda. I remember him briefly. Yeah. Can't say I remember yeah. too much about him. Um, is this Gary Pierce for Fulham, I believe? Oh, yeah. Um, you got David James in the Portsmouth kit. There we go. Oh, you know, perfect. I win. England number one. England number one. But you might, <laughs> you might, have, you might have won already because you've got Ryan Giggs as well. Oh, Argu- well. Arguably one of the best players. Nice That's little card, that one. Nice Michael little sticker. There we go. Nice little sticker, that one. So we'll do mine, then we'll do Greg's. Um, so I think your best player there. And they've actually got a clever little rating system on the side. They've given him five stars. So uh, I think your best sticker there was probably Ryan Giggs, um, excluding the trophy, of course, because I think, you know, any other time that would probably get good points. So open up the second packet. This is for myself. Promise you I'm not cheating. And who is this? this Leslie King. It is. Most wanted sticker. I don't remember these. Most wanted, it says on the bottom. Ledley King. Uh, short-lived career because of injury. Yeah. That's why he's most wanted. Like, Where is he? Oh, he's on the injury uh, table again. <laughs> most wanted. Uh, Stephen Davis for Aston Villa. Not good. Not good so far. Who's this? Sheffield United player, Bromley? Bromley? Don't remember him whatsoever. Must have been on the bench a lot. Uh, who have you got here? Oh, Brett Emerton for Blackburn Rovers. Again, not, not a bit, hasn't been a good pack for me thus far. Danny Shitu. There we go. I'll bleep that on the podcast. There we are. Iconic, but probably not for his uh, playing there. It's more for his name. And uh, yeah, that, that's about it. 
So, so Harry's, I think it's safe to say you're still winning with Ryan Giggs. I think everyone's in agreement there, but we've got one more pack to open. It's uh, for Greg. And here we go. Seal of approval. I wonder, can we beat Ryan Giggs? Contrast that your Harry's pack was a lot better than mine. Here we go. A little bit stuck. There we go. Star player. It's up for debate. Blackburn's Morton Gamers Pedersen. Ooh. Bit of an icon. He was a good free kick. Good yeah. set piece specialist, but probably not, not up there with gigs at this point. Probably not. Um, Marlon Harewood, West Ham. <laughs> I think he's still playing in non-league, I believe. Um, and you've got an Arsenal player, Greg. Um, bit of a weird one. Julio Baptiste. Went for Real Madrid. Oh, well, he's, a, he's an Arsenal legend for his four goals at Anfield. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, one of the stickers nobody wants. Um, Steve Harper, the third-choice goalie for <laughs> Newcastle. I think he spent all his career on the bench, pretty much. I'm sure um, he's well paid for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I did, I wanted to write a book about third-choice goalkeepers. Uh, you've also got another goalkeeper, UC Eskalainen. Yeah, a bit of a Bolton legend. Yeah. Finnish legend as well. And your final player is Akinbayi. Atibayo Akinbayi. Done the, probably if this is a championship game, you'd be doing pretty well there. Done the rounds in the championship. Um, but I think it's safe to say... Yeah, it's not, Harry, not even a competition, is it? Ryan Giggs. Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Giggs. Not even a competition. Fair play. So you've won sitting, Harry. Um, but that's all arbitrary. <laughs> Takes time. That's all arbitrary. So... Um, Greg, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, we have a leaderboard called What's in Your Panini. So all our guests over the last year um, are pretty much on there. Actually, we've got, we've got a new leaderboard for this series. Um, yeah, so the highest... I'm not expecting it to be very high. Uh, you say that, it's very beatable boards. I think this time last year we yeah. had our top was a nine because um, we packed that Ronaldo. Um, I think 7.5 is top of the table at the moment. Yeah. 7.5. 7.5 is the top of the table. So regular listeners, new listeners, whoever you are, this is the climax of the podcast. We have a very rare vintage sealed packet of 2002 Merlin football stickers. It's been quite hard, quite hard to come by. I think this might have been the first year they started doing the autographs as well, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so if what that's worth. Um, and what we do, we get our guests on. We rank the players and the stickers inside, judging on whether or not we remember them, first of all. If you get some rogue players we can't remember. Um, and how good the players were, really. Did they, were they the best players in their club? Have we got any shinies and uh, all that kind of stuff? So, Greg, are you ready to go onto our leaderboard? Yeah. Excellent stuff. Here we go. These haven't been opened in 20 years. There we go. The seal of approval. What are we going to get? So, yeah, highest is... Uh, 7.5 from uh, I think it's just films in that podcast so we've done a collaboration with it's joint in it so films in that 7.5 and top 10 are also on 7.5 and their best player was David Janetta best player was like uh, they had Gary Neville and Schmeichel and top 10 their best players were Kanu and uh, Sheringham probably Sheringham okay fair enough so very beatable in terms of calibre of players, so your first sticker for Aston Villa is George Boateng. There you go. Had a bit of a career of Middlesbrough as yeah. well, part of that infamous uh, League Cup side that beat Bolton in 2004. Um, your next player, Lucas Neal, Blackburn, also played for West Ham as well. Is he a Kiwi? He's from New Zealand. Australia. Australia. He's an Australian. So two solid players, but no... no uh, no star beaters yet. We've not really had any star beaters in this series. No, not so um, Oh, I tell you what, Robert Lee. He had a, he had a bit of a more of a 90s player, but Robert Lee, Robert Newcastle. Lee. Yeah, it must have been one of his last seasons as well. A bit of a kickstarter there. So we do look favourably upon any shinies, of course. Kevin Davis. Wow. In Southampton, no less. So he's probably more famous with uh, Bolton Wanderers, of course. Um, but yeah, Kevin Davis. Wow. So... Here we go. Oh, here we go. This was this is going to get you some points. Edwin van der Sar at Fulham in that Ooh, classic, classic pizza, the Pizza Hut kit as well. Iconic kit. 
That is doing you some favours there, but you've got one more sticker. What will it be? Holy moly. Jesus. You've got, Greg, I'm pleased to say, and I'm, pl- I'm glad you've got it, our first shiny of the series. It is. Teddy Sheringham in that iconic Tottenham oh. kit. Yeah, that gonna, is. I'm not going to cheer that one. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's Ooh, ironic. Plan, it's ironic. It's ironic. I know. Well, wow, what a beautiful card that is as well. It's in fantastic condition. Well, let's let's go through that again then. And Harry Fifton already write them down. Perhaps. George George Boating for Aston Villa. Lucas Neal for Blackburn. Robert Lee for Newcastle. Kevin Davis for Southampton, not, not doing too well, but the last two cards, Edward van der Sar, that classic Fulham kit as well, and what he done for the Premier League in the noughties in the later years. And our first shiny, Tottenham Hotspur in the classic Holston kit as well. Sensational stuff. I think that's been our, those last two cards definitely saved for you. Definitely probably the best we've had thus far. Yeah. Um, for the shiny alone, I think that gets you at least seven. With van der Sar on top of that, I think we're looking at a new leader. Yeah. Wow. So, the way I was thinking about it is if the other two are on 7.5 and one of them had Sheringham but wasn't shiny and the only other thing sort of keeping them up was Carnu. I suppose that Van der Sar and Carnu both sort of legends. So I think I think it's definitely got to be like 7, it's got to beat 7.5, hasn't it? It's got oh, 100%. I'm, I'm, for the shiny alone, and we've only pulled two out of the two shinies from the whole uh, series we've opened, but one of them was mine. Um, I'm thinking about 8.9. It's, it's lacking like a, a title winner to go across to 9 out of 10. Um, so if you had like a, I don't know, maybe like an Henri or a Van Nistelrooy or something, that would push it above 9. Um, but with Van der Sar, I think about 8.9. What about that? What do you think, Harry? Yeah, well, I'm happy to go with that. 8.9. Quite comfortably in the lead. 8.9. So that puts you steadily a mile above everyone else. Top of the Watson Panini league table. Um, I'm pleased with you, Greg. I'm, I'm happy. It's happy to you. I've, I've never been as grateful to Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> <laughs> never will again, either. Excellent stuff. Um, and that concludes the podcast. But we've got to say a massive thank you to uh, Mr. Greg Lowenstone. Um, Can you tell everyone about your book, um, about you? Where, where can they find you? And uh, where can they find this uh, one of your magnificent books as well? Yeah, uh, well, it, it came out in November, and I'm pleased to say it's still uh, still doing well, still a bestseller on Amazon. Um, but for those who don't necessarily like shopping on Amazon, you can get it in uh, Waterstones, and you can order it from uh, WH Smith and um, Bloomsbury are the publishers. You can get it from their website, so loads of loads of places. Um, and after after that. Now I've, I've done that book and pretty much finished the promotion. I'm, I'm still working on uh, football stickers, uh, relaunching a website called Football Stickypedia, which was uh, a very popular database uh, for, for many years. The, uh, the original uh, person who, uh, who ran it uh, has, uh, has got, got a few kids now, and uh, as, as have I, but uh, his, his are a little bit younger than mine, so uh, I can... I can start up on these projects again while he's got a focus on his kids. So I'm, I'm doing that. And it's got uh, uh, lots of albums from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, all, all the way up to date. And uh, it's got checklists um, and, and information. And, and I, I hope it will help people uh, in their search for, for rookies and um, what, what cards to invest in. And, and, but just, just give some legitimate information when at the moment there's a lot out there that uh, People are trying to push certain cards and stickers just just for the sake of uh, uh, applying their their own wallet rather than uh, than being honest about uh, this this being a first sticker or first card. So so I hope it'll bring a bit more authenticity to the collecting over here. Absolutely, and if anything like you said, the market's going to continue to increase. It's definitely needed. So um, fair play to you for for doing that as well. Um, yeah, definitely give Greg a follow on Twitter, which is at Panini Book, is it? Uh, panini underscore book wonderful stuff and of course give us a follow as well at team of your life team of our lives even um it's been a sensational episode so pleased to talk to you greg as well uh also i'll be going live on tiktok on friday when this podcast comes out so if you're listening to this in the morning nine o'clock in the evening i'll be doing a pack opening of the 2010 world cup stickers as well um over a million views uh, i just i'm just 
inundated and astounded that this um, hobby is going strong all over the world. Um, so it's, it's good to hear. Um, but please stop asking me so many questions. I don't know the answers. This is why we need Stickopedia in in our life. Um, so yeah. thank you, Harry. Thank you, Greg. And we will see you Quickly, next time. You. Go on. Um, you didn't say where they can find you on TikTok. You didn't, you didn't. Oh, at, 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 so is that my name? At Jenks Ollie. Um, as you can probably see on the screen now. J-E-N-K-S-O-L-L-I-E. Happy Harry. Can we go now? Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Team. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.